Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Yes, yes. What a week that was. A week that, look, I'm pretty happy to forget about it. We'll move on. Uh, injury, suspensions, poor scores, shit selections, you name it. This week was the week for it. We finished off with a 1067, which is nowhere near good enough. Plenty of crap selections, which we'll touch over now. I mean, I rolled the dice and played Bailey Simonson over someone like a Dane Laurie. Needed him for a head-to-head matchup. We played Spencer Lenu, and then just a couple of guys that just plotted along in the mid-40s. Uh, Siwa Takayaho, 23. Dave Fafita as captain wasn't fantastic. I mean, the shining light was probably Mitch Barnett with 107, Pappy with some 80s, uh, Luai, the new recruit with 81, Cleary with 125. But apart from that, it was just a lot of plotting. Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to expect a pretty hefty red arrow in the rankings, especially when a lot of the guys that I'm in and around scored well over 1,100 and into the 12. So... Yeah, look, not a great week for me this week, but I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. It was one of these weeks where we'll write it off, we'll we'll move forward, but expect some red arrows. Look, the first game of the week was the Broncos against the Panthers, and the Broncos were really up for this one, weren't they? It was a 12-20 scoreline, but that Nathan Cleary try at the end of it really sort of inflated that eight-point margin. It was uh, it was 12-all for a, a large majority of the time. Cleary obviously kicked that two-point field goal. He was the standout of this match with 125. Um, look, a lot of people ask me if he was a viable loop option, and normally I'd say no. 130 is normally my cutoff for looping, but yeah, look, I mean, he was probably the best option this week, so if you straight seed him, well done. If you decided to go and VC loop him, obviously a well done as well. You probably would have copped Sam Walker's poor score or Bailey Simonson, depending if you owned both of those. Uh, Kirk Cable, 82 with a try. Look, I know that 82 looks great, and if he keeps scoring tries, he's going to be a great purchase, but, I mean, it's another game of 50-odd with it without the try for Kate Well, so another game inflated by tries, but like I said, if you're on that right edge and Cleary's going to keep feeding him, then we have to keep respecting these scores. Jerome Luai with an 81, uh, he was very quiet apart from that um, try assist at the end of the game. If you're an owner of Luai or a captainer, it was a tough watch until that last five minutes, which really helped him. Matt Burton in the centers continues to do a shift, and if Momorowski is suspended for any length of time, you'd expect he would hold the spot, and if you've held him in Supercoach, and he's been a great pickup for you, made a bit of cash. Uh, Isaiah Yo with a 66, Brian Toto doing Brian Toto things, 64, no try, uh, rounds out probably the scores for the Panthers. As for the Broncos, you would expect it's topped by one man, that's Payne Haas with a 64. Not his damaging scores that we're used to, so not too sure if he is uh, a season-long prospect we are looking at. Ethan Bullimore with a 64 with a try and a line break. 
One man that I wanted to touch on is Matt Lodge, who got a 62. I think if you own TKO or uh, Tino Fasul Malawi and you're looking to downgrade either of those two, I think Lodge is a fantastic pickup for the price. I don't expect him to be much more than 320, 330k after the price rise. He obviously had that very low score in his first game thanks to that hamstring injury. So I think he's going to be a pretty solid pickup for you guys. Um, had him at the start of the year. We, we raved about him as well, so it's good to see that he's come back from the injury and performing well. Uh, Brady Croft with a 62. Tevita Pengai Jr. only got a 61. Now, I say only got a 61 because if you watch that game, he was in everything. He was just doing a lot. He also scored a try, which didn't have a line break attached to it, so that affects it a little bit. But if you watch that game and didn't look at scores, you would expect Tevita Pengai Jr. to have a, a monstrous score, but it's a bit of the Gutho syndrome in the fact that he yeah, didn't really correlate to Supercoach scores. Uh, Pat Carrigan with a 56 sort of rounds it out for the Broncos. The next game was one that I was very, very vocal about on social media. I thought this was a very, very poorly refereed game. I never wanted to really bag referees because I think they do a fantastic job, but there was just bad calls left, right, and center here. It's obviously the Knights versus the Sharks. The Knights winning this one 26-22, to and the star of the show was Kalen Ponga with an upset stomach, rattled off 161. KP looked back to his best. Uh, we tweeted about this last week, about that Mitch Barnett and Kalen Ponga uh, combination, and they combined for a, a very solid 268 points this week. Obviously, Barnett, with that, um, with a lot of those attacking stats this week, got 107. Frizzell, with the try at the end, got 112, but he had a fantastic game without the try. Kurt Mann with an 86. Brady Jones, I think, was probably the best on ground. He played a game where he's just gone criminally unnoticed. Uh, two huge try-saving efforts there from a forward who was stuck in the center, so I think he did a fantastic job with a 77. Uh, Connor Watson had 40 at halftime, and I thought he was in for a fantastic score, but didn't play huge minutes in the second half, but still rattled off a 62. Uh, Daniel Saifidi with a 60, and Jake Braley with a 57. As for the Sharks, Connor Tracy, the the man that I'd never thought should have lost the spot uh, last week when he did, but he was back 114. Uh, Britton McCoy with a try getting 100. Jesse Ramian with an 88. I think Ramian is a very, very good option to look at. Um, when Sean Johnson comes back, we know how electric he can be. And I think if you're looking for a pod X-Factor center wing, I think Ramian definitely could be the man to look at. Uh, our fan favorite, the Chad with a 77. Uh, Townsend just keeps putting out performances. I think the the boat has well and truly set sail for the Chad Townsend ship. But if you got on him before the start of the preseason or, or even early on, uh, you're definitely rewarded with a good price rise and uh, some really good scores from the Chad. Uh, Harati with a 68, Kennedy with a 64, T. Wilton with a 59 is the rest of the Sharks lineup. The next game was the Storm versus the Roosters, and this was the battle of the fullbacks with Ryan Pappenhausen taking the Chockeys. But look, Jerome Hughes top score with 102 with that try that obviously helps. But the one man that I think everyone's going to touch on here is Harry Grant. When he gets back to full match fitness, I think he's going to be the best hooker uh, of, of the year. He just he had 98 in, in about 50 minutes or something ridiculous. He looked phenomenal. Uh, yeah, he is the best hooker in the game by far, I think. If we were picking an Australian side tomorrow, I'm taking Grant over Cook every day of the week. Uh, he's, yeah, unfortunate for Reed Marnie that he's probably not going to get a sniff for a starting origin spot because of Grant. But yeah, how, how, he was just crucial to this Storm side. He was very electric with the ball when he got it out of dummy half. Really got them on the front foot. Uh, his counterpart, Brendan Smith, also had a great game with an 86. Uh, as we touched on, Pappy with the 80. Uh, that was a tough watch, especially after that first sort of five minutes when Josh Morris crashed over for that try. Uh, it was disallowed, but Pappenhausen copped a nasty uh, head blow. And I thought he may have done something to his shoulder, but... 
look, everything looks to be okay. He was playing through the pain. Uh, the NRL physio has reported that he could go through this without missing any game time. So fingers crossed he does. Uh, otherwise, I'm not too sure what we're going to do. We've obviously got another fullback who tore it up this week that we'll touch on coming soon. But yeah, interesting times for Ryan Pappenhausen and, and what his stocks are in Supercoach. Uh, another man that I think his time might be coming to an end, Christian Welch. If you've held him for this long, uh, you've you've rewarded with some fantastic scores. But with Dale Finucane coming back, I'm not too sure what his minutes are going to look like. Uh, definitely worth holding a week and seeing, but after that, we could potentially look at selling him. Cam Munster with just another solid game with a 67. Um, just one of these players that continues just to pump out uh, scores on a quiet night. I think Cam Munster owners are just waiting for the day that he explodes, and you can really capitalize off the back of that. As for the Roosters, top scorer here was Matt Ikavalu. I mean, it's going to be hard for huge scores to be outplayed when uh, the Roosters only put up four points. So he was a top scorer. Lindsay Collins with a 58. Uh, Angus Crichton only with a 50. He's had a couple of poor scores. Some people have asked about selling him. I think if you're selling Crichton, you've obviously got no issues in your side at all especially with last week's Teamless Tuesday, this week's suspensions and injuries. But yeah, look, I think it's uh, it's rough times for these guns in the Roosters. Then it's not firing with out the halves. And, and one man that isn't firing definitely is James Desco. Scored 40, but that was boosted by a try assist at the end of the game. So it could have been poor for Tedesco. I mean, thankfully, Mitchell didn't fire this week, but you've obviously got Ponga and Tom Trevojevic back on the scene. So I've always maintained I still think the ship has sailed to sell Teddy. If you were going to do it, you, you were going to do it three weeks ago. I mean, it was priced to sky high, and Luke Keary had just got injured. Um, apart from that, I think you have to hold. His draw opens up phenomenally. Uh, the Knights draw isn't fantastic. I mean, are you going to put your season on the line for Tommy Turbo with that hamstring issue? I wouldn't be so sure. So for me, Tedesco's a hold. Uh, even a sneaky captain option for me next week. I haven't captained him for... About 245 days I had looked back last time I captained him, so a long time without the armband for him. He might see it this week, who knows. As we touched on, CRC Watakiaho with a 23. Unfortunately, he picked up that rib injury. Uh, it's going to see him out for about three weeks from all reports, so definitely a sell there. Um, and yeah, unfortunately for Sam Walker owners, people that played him, uh, you copped a 21. This is the reality of Sam Walker if he doesn't get these attacking stats. His base isn't phenomenal. Last week, he was on minus four uh, without the try assist. So you ride the highs and the lows of Sam Walker. He's still going to make cash. He's still going to be a great option. But uh, as for reserving him, I think you've got to do it against those favorable matchups. But I expect the Roosters to fire back sooner or later. They're going to get troops back through the door. Sam Verrills isn't too far away. Victor Radley's coming back into match fitness. So... When I think the Roosters pick up form, then these guys will definitely fire for your supercoach teams. It's just a matter of when, not if. The Seagulls with the absolute shutout. Look, um, I did put um, a little wager before the game on Manly to win and then um, didn't expect them to come out and fire as, as good as they did. I mean, the King of Brookvale, Tom Dravojevic, was back in full force, 116. Uh, I guess this is the reality of Turbo, though. He was at 100 at half time, but there was no need for him to do too much more. Ruben Garrick with 113. Uh, Josh Schuster with 93. So anyone that picked up Schuster and plays him week in, week out is being rewarded. Uh, a cheapie that I missed on. If I had my time over again, I'd definitely go and pick him up and play him. Now he's going to get uh, definite game time. Jake Travoyevich with a 59. Jerbo's just sort of pumping out these mid-50s, 60s, week in, week out. So... Yeah, I mean, that's not the job of old, but he's probably never a, an option moving forward anyway. As for the Titans, David Fafita with a 78, top scored. 
I'm surprised he got a 78, to be honest, because watching the game, he didn't do a whole lot. A couple of unicorn points with some tackle busts obviously came through. Corey Thompson with a 52. Uh, back to earth a little bit. Uh, Moe Fodawaka with a 44. Mitch Rain with a 43. Tino Fa'asul Malawi with a 41. And, of course, after I talked him up so highly after his 90 or the other week, he's just gone downhill ever since. Um, I keep saying week in, week out, we're waiting for this X-Factor to come with Tino, and it's it's going to be coming. He can't go a whole season without a try, but I don't know. He just looks to not be effective with the ball. He's still getting a fair few hit-ups, but not doing enough with it to really warrant all the hype that I guess I put him put on him as well in the, in the start of the year. Pre-season, I was off him, but... Uh, was talked into him and was loving life until the last two weeks. So, look, I think Tino's a hold. People are going to have other issues in their side. If you've got no issues, then, yeah, dump him. But uh, I think people are going to be filling holes. If you've held Tessie New, if you held a Jordan Ricky, if you have a Takiyaho, if you've held a Little, for example, you've got other issues to fix up there. Next is the game of the round. The Rabbitohs taking on the Tigers. As a Tigers fan, this was hard to watch. I mean, I didn't give us a chance in hell. I benched Dane Laurie for this exact reason. But, yeah, look, he, he scored a 62 for the Tigers. Nofaluma with a 69. I think Nofaluma is a very, very good option moving forward. Uh, all preseason, I see he was a trap just because of the price he was at. But with the Tigers draw, they played the first buy round. He's probably going to bottom out in price, so he's definitely someone to look at for the first bye week. Uh, one man, if you didn't jump on early, definitely be looking at him again. Jake Simkin with a 62. Uh, look, he was very good in his debut. I think people are maybe overstating it a little bit. Um, there was a few defensive misreads that led to a try and a couple of missed tackles, but for a kill in his very first game, uh, you'll take a 62 at, at 173k. Uh, Dane Laurie, we've touched on. Adam Dewey, another one of these... Uh, sneaky pod options. I'm, I'm really starting to come around to with Adam Dewey. Uh, same with Don Faluma. They have a great draw. They play the first bye week. Dewey loves a run. He's just a poor man's Jack White. And so if you want to go against the grain with the 5.8s, definitely don't hate uh, Adam Dewey. As for the Rabbitohs, Cam Murray top scored. Tom Burgess broke my heart with a 76. Damian Cook with a 73. Uh, Dan Gagai, thankfully, grabbed a try to boost his numbers. He got a 57, but yeah, that Gagai isn't kicking on as well as I wanted him to. Cody Walker owners, if you captained him, you were left um, a little bit in the dark with a 53. As for Latrell Mitchell with a 47, I think Latrell's going to be looking at a bit of a stint on the sideline too. So you could definitely look at cashing Latrell out into someone like a turbo. I uh, don't hate that move at all. As for the next game, it was the Raiders and the Eels. The Eels get the job done here pretty convincingly, 35 to 10. Uh, for the Raiders, the top scorer was Jordan Rapner. Obviously, he just continues to bag tries for fun. Josh Hodgson with a 76. If he is going to continue to play decent minutes, can definitely get around. Maybe looking at picking him up as your secondary hooker if you have a, a Jaden Braley, for example, if you're not going to go down the gun route. Uh, Ryan Sutton with a 61. Josh Papali'i uh, with a 61. Hudson Young with a 61. Yeah, just a lot of consistent scores here for the Raiders. It's going to be interesting to see what Ricky Stewart does with Ryan James, whether his time in the sun for Supercoaches is done. Um, but yeah, look, another dud is falling into the Jason Saab category is Bally Simmonson. Um, a 12 points. I mean, yeah, I played him this week thinking he'd bag a try, but looks like there's no ball going down there. He's going to be another one of these guys. We're probably just going to hold and, and hope that we can get a small price rise out of him. Um, yeah, it's just not great for Simmons and owners. He's just not doing enough to warrant um, being in your 
in your in your full squad, let alone your seventeen. As for the Eels, Isaiah Papali'i continues to absolutely crush it week in week out. With Ryan Madison continually being benched, he's continually starting. Two tries this week for 119. Reed Marnie, probably the best hooker option this year, um, just in sheer points alone, 104. Clint Gutherson with a 97. Mitch Moses with an 88. I guess these are two scores that people have been really waiting for. No Dylan Brown this week, so the ball-playing responsibilities fell on them a little bit more. Sean Lane with a 73. Mike Acevo with a 60. Sort of rounds it out uh, for the Eels. The first game on Sunday saw the Dragons take on the Warriors, where the Warriors got the W. Uh, Cody Nicarima top scored at this game with a 99. Tohu Harris with a 95. RTS with a 95. Another one of these fullbacks that's really putting in a shift week in, week out. That could be a decent option to look at. Uh, Josh Curran starting gets a 69. Wade Egan with a 58. As for the Dragons... Michaeli Ravalava with a 68, Zach Lomax with a 58, Matt Dufty with a 57, new recruit Josh Maguire with a 56, and Andrew McCulloch with a 53. Um, not much to talk about from this game, really. I think the try to Tohu helps him. RTS just keeps putting out attacking stats. Cody Nicarima keeps putting out attacking stats. So um, probably guys that people didn't look at in the preseason. But uh, look, I don't know if they're, if they're worth looking at moving forward. If the fullback stocks aren't as great as what we first thought, then RTS definitely is a lookout. I think Tohu Harris needs to be in every side for the run home. Uh, as for Nikorima, it's it's very much a pod shout to pick him up. And the last game of the round, I'll be honest, I didn't watch this one. This game didn't excite me at all, but looking at the scorelines and watching the highlights back, wasn't too bad of a game in the second half. The first half dragged a little bit by the looks of it, but it was the Cowboys defeating the Bulldogs 30-18. to uh, Mitch Dunn top scoring with 81, scored a try at the end of the game, which really boosts him. Valentine Hone, 76, another one of these guys that is probably a sneaky chance to be in your center wings as one of the, the best four. Uh, ben Condon with a try with a 72. Uh, of course, after I slate him all week, he bags a meaty back-to-back weeks to really help him get a price rise. Reese Robson with a 68, Jake Rambo with a 59. I guess the talk here was Jason Tamlolo doing his hand, uh, the opposite hand of what he had already injured. So, look, rough times for Lolo. It's going to open up other opportunities for some more Cowboys. So, for Supercoach, that's going to be fine. As for Cowboys fans, it's a rough watch with no Tamlolo. As for the Bulldogs, uh, Renov Atoni with an 83 was the top scorer, boosted by that try, which obviously helped. Uh, Luke Thompson continues to really be that focal point of the Bulldogs forward pack. With a 59, no try this week, but still a respectable score. Kyle Flanagan with a 57 with a try, which I guess is not great when you look at it. Uh, Adam Elliott with a 55 continues to pump out decent base scores. I think Jack Hetherington is the big talking point out of this game um, with just being straight sent. So that's interesting. It's been a while since someone's been straight sent off. No sin bin, no nothing. But yeah, I think he's probably one of the dud signings of the year in terms of Supercoach. Obviously, there was a bit of hype coming around him from myself, from a couple of other people as well for the price and a starting front row forward, but just hasn't delivered. 27 from him being sent off doesn't help that either. But that's going to wrap it up for this week for the round six review. Look, normally I wouldn't be too upset with the, with a poor round moving forward, but it's the fact that I've got so many issues coming out of it now. I mean, just looking at my side, uh, I've got Takiyaho that's going to be out. I've got Tina that's going to be out. I've got Jacob Little that's still on the bench. Tessie New still on the bench. So there is four automatic options I need to move out of with only two trades. Who knows what's going to happen with Pappenhausen, whether he's going to miss any game time. So it's, it's headache city galore. Uh, we need to rebuild. 
This is why I guess there's a little bit of luck involved in the game. We can look at stats all we want, but if a player just gets injured, gets sent off, gets uh, on report, suspended, whatever, or just doesn't perform, um, then definitely pff, it's it's hard. But yeah, I mean, looking at the team, there's at least four trades I need to make within the next couple of weeks. I need to start getting prepared for Origin. That's something you guys need to be aware of too. It's going to creep up on us pretty soon, but... Look, no point complaining. We'll come back tomorrow for Teamless Tuesday. We'll get stuck into it and we'll see how more coaches ruin my side and yours. So, but for now, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That's all, folks.